For those of you who have lost money, like millions overnight. For those of you who are or have been in personal debt. For those of you who have been at rock bottom, ready to give up. Get ready because it's gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's a great thing. This is Below Zero to Hero, a brain dump by The Fail Coach, helping entrepreneurs develop a healthy relationship with failure. Look, failure can't be feared. It's the number one killer of creativity, ideas, dreams, and even entrepreneurs themselves. And it's thought will never get in your way again. With the right mindset, failure can be step one into a new journey of being a better leader, having better balance, better relationships, and most importantly, success. So bring it on. This is Below Zero to Hero with The Fail Coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Dumb by The Fail Coach. We're doing another interview, and we have Amber here with us. Uh, Amber, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And if you will, please uh, introduce yourself a little bit to our audience. Hi, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Amber Leanne Drake, and I, I have really just come up against this idea that um, going through it and really being willing to do the unsexy work and the struggles of, of life and, and really stepping through them um, powerfully and, and using them as learning tools as opposed to failures um, has really changed everything for me. So in the last six months, I've really completely overhauled my entire life. I went from um, health coach, a certified health coach, uh, and to a holistic life coach. So um, I changed just everything about what I was doing and how I was working with people because I wanted to show up in the world differently. And I had been forcing myself to be something that I really wasn't. Um, and, and the second I let go of that, and I just got really clear with myself on what it is I wanted to create, just so much changed for me. And so um, the woman that you are hearing from today is just very, very different from uh, the woman you would have uh, heard or <laughs> seen even just six months ago. And, and it feels really good to be standing so fully in my power. Well, that's, that's really wonderful. I mean, <clears throat> we constantly grow, we constantly learn and, and develop. So this is really nice to hear. And, and I'm very happy for you that you stepped into something that more feels like you. And you can, you can be of even bigger uh, help and value to, to other people by enjoying yourself more. Um, and, and that actually leads us into what maybe Amber, maybe we can start a little bit with just your journey or story so far, your entrepreneurial story. Uh, would you mind? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started um, this entire journey just in my physical body. I, I was newly married and struggling with um, yeast issues, insomnia, anxiety, depression, like I had it all. Um, and I, I fell crazy just headlong down the rabbit hole of gut health. And um, I loved, I loved it. I loved it for what it was for me. And the time was just, it seemed to me as this access to really healing my body. And, and I, I stumbled across a, a network marketing company that aligned with what I was working on. And I just two went together. And though I hadn't done, I was doing the work to heal my physical body. And I know so many entrepreneurs actually start here. And uh, I've talked to so many women now just on my podcast and, and outside of that. And it's like, for whatever reason, the physical body is like this trigger that something else is afoot. 
like it's like this like hey there's something going on underneath these layers but we have to like really for whatever reason so many of us wait until it's an like a bigger issue <laughs> um and our, our physical body starts to throw up red flags like hey there's something going on under here you should really like you know get the oil changed take a look under the hood like check it out um and we don't we're like no, no i don't want to look at that emotion or that thing or that belief or that whatever and our physical body is just i i believe an incredible signaling system of like hey there's and so i still fully believe in gut health and the power of that and though i for me be getting into my physical body and getting really clear and like what was like a physical stumbling block versus a like mental one really helped set the stage so i really just i started a network marketing and i did it all wrong um if you received a message from me in 2016, I am so sorry. And I, <laughs> I just, I did it all wrong. I thought it was just a super easy thing I was going to do and I was going to make all this money. And like, I really just, it was very much like, um, I was miserable in my life and Amber, I was like, okay. Yeah. I think at one point or another, every single entrepreneur, uh, did things that we later know that were super stupid. Like, for right. example, I'll just give you a super quick example. One of my passions now is helping people how to create like this meaningful relationships online versus, you know, spamming the, the hell out of everybody. And honestly, you know, little confession, I used to use those spammy things a few years ago. Thankfully, I learned quite quickly, so I haven't spammed a lot of people, but I tried that as well. And I, I don't know now when I look back why I even tried it, but um, so, you know, I think we all did uh, at least a few stupid things along the journey uh, and, uh, if it makes it any easier that we all entrepreneurs do those mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we all, I mean, we all have to learn. And though I think for me, it was just, I feel like in that space, I didn't have um, any leaders leading. I had my upline and she was kind of telling me what to do, but I don't really think that she hundred percent knew what she was supposed to be doing. And so she would tell me stuff and then I'd hear stuff. And you, when you're in network marketing, then you get all the videos from all of the people and it's like very overwhelming. Um, and so I went full, full fledged into helping, help, help, helping health, helping people better their health. And and I thought that it just aligned so well with my network marketing company. I was going to be able to do it hand in hand. And it felt like I, it just felt like I was forcing something to happen. And I wanted to make something happen. I wanted to hit the top of this company. I wanted to do all these things. And it wasn't until I, w I allowed myself to get really clear with myself and really look at my life and that I was creating, um, that I realized that just I, I wanted to be a leader of leaders and that didn't necessarily look like health leading, like health leading you in your health. Um, okay. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I see it very often. I mean, it sounds so Zen ish when we say it, but, but I see it, this with all entrepreneurs, like big things start happening when they really align themselves with what they're doing, when they really step into 
who they truly are when they stop pretending. I, I call this that the, the ultimate freedom and the magic happens when you dare to be naked, when you are just you. Uh, but I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you can't achieve certain success before, but I don't think even if you do achieve it, that it is as satisfying and fulfilling as it is once you really step into the your truths or I, I mean, I'm not that Zenish as well. So, you know, um, I, 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 it's hard for me a little bit to find the right words because I am a way more grounded than that. But this is what I see uh, when, when I look at myself, when I look at other entrepreneurs, when you become who you are and, and drop all the masks and all the clothes and everything, and you really dare to be naked, uh, it's where magic starts happening. Yeah, and I, I 100% agree with that. And, and though it takes something to like to strip down and to truly be willing to look at yourself because it's not fun. It's not fun. I, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh yeah, just like get naked and get like real with yourself and it's all going to be good. Like it's, it takes something to be like, okay, I'm going to actually look at what's happening in my life, why it's happening and what I truly want to create. And I think that you can use any, once you're like really yourself, you can use any vehicle to get where you want to go. And it's just going to happen so much more naturally that it, it makes it easier. And that's what I, I feel like that, that ease and that flow and that allowing is what makes, like you said, the magic start to happen. Yeah. Well, I know for me, I had, I, I mean, I was pretending and wearing masks and all of that. Uh, most of my adult life. And at one point I realized how all of that, I was giving so much to others, but I was at the same time emptying myself and how much I am then hurting on the inside because I try to make everybody happy and, and, and all of that and wear all of those masks and so on. And at one point, and, and I excuse, pardon my French, but uh, I, I really, I, I stopped giving uh, F um, about everything. And, and that's when I said to myself, like, you know, enough is enough. Like, just be you. And if nobody likes you, well, you still have your dogs. So, you know, I'll just, I mean, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just move somewhere on the mountain and be a sheep shearer or whatever, I'll, I'll figure something. And, you know, there's 8 billion people or almost 8 billion people out there. There might be a few people who will like Miha just the way he is and just for what he is. I love that because it's so true. Like I, I work primarily just with women. And uh, the thing that I see the most with, uh, with women is this, um, this real fear, and I'm, ass I'm assuming that it happens in both genders, but just this real fear of not knowing what it's going to look like. Like, what's it really going to look like if I strip everything down to bare bones and I am just who I am unapologetically uh, without, without worrying about what everyone else is thinking or if my husband's going to think less of me or my family's going to whatever um, with my new path. And and we have to be willing to look at both scenarios. Like you, you were willing to say like, well, what if absolutely nobody likes me? Like what's the worst that could happen? 
I'll live with my dogs. It'll be awesome. We'll have sheep. Like you're willing to actually look at like what's the worst that can happen. Yeah, and I mean, I think we I have think to be willing to look at that. Yeah, Amber, when you say like, I think both genders have problem with this. So I think for women, especially women who are already mothers, um, you know, they kind of put the family in front of themselves. So they're not used to anymore putting themselves first. Because if you really want to do this, you need to put yourself first and say, you know, fuck it to everything else around you. Whoever will align will align. Who will not, well, there's the door, feel free to go. But, you know, you really have to put yourself first. And so I think for women, especially the ones who are mothers, they're used to putting everything else, especially their kids and so on, first. But with men, it's a different struggle, I think, because, um, you know, you don't want to be vulnerable as a male, you know, like, what will other uh, men think? Like, you know, you need to suck it up. You need to be a man. You need to, you know, uh, um, not let your emotions show and, and so on. Because I, I think deep down, we are a little bit of both anyway. You know, that feminine and, and, and uh, man energy or, or uh, masculine, feminine. Um, I, I guess we all have a little bit of that. And when you strip down, you find a little bit of both. And that's okay. And you can embrace both. And if you, if, if, you know, if, if you embrace it, um, there is power in each of those two things. So it's not something you should be ashamed of. You should actually be, wow, like this is, this is magic. Uh, but for men, I guess it's, it's that peer pressure, that social pressure, alpha male and, and all of that. And for women, it's more that being the protector, being the mother, putting themselves way less priority on themselves than you know they put on children and and husbands and and you know parents and so on yeah well and and i i hear you just kind of tap into like as women um we're we're defined by our relationships so often like oh i'm a mom i'm a wife i'm a you know whatever and for men you're defined by what you do like your job your job title i'm a ceo i'm a whatever and um we we do such a disservice to human beings when we start defining them by either their relationships or what they do as opposed to who they are. Yeah. And, and we don't talk, we don't say like, Oh, this is what I'm up to in the world. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a wife and I'm a holistic life coach. Like that's who I, that's not who I am. It's what I do. I'm married and, and, you know, I, I do this for a living and, and it's my passion. It's my mission, but that's not who Amber is. And we have to be willing, like you kind of just like going back to like, we have to be willing to look at male or female. What's the absolute worst that could happen if you started living the life that you are really craving? Because if we're able to look at it and we're able to see it clearly for what it is, typically it's not as bad as we're making it out to be in our heads. <laughs> um, sometimes it can even be, I remember my last few relationships, um, they all ended and not, not, not that nicely. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, and, you know, after the last one ended, I really took some time off to really rethink things. And, you know, why is all of this happening? Because those women were all very different. So the, I didn't see any pattern in that. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking, well, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me, you know. And then I figured out that I was always very driven by this wish for a family. I'm, I'm, I'm like 
I would love to have like five kids and, and you know, this and that. I have none yet. And uh, every relationship, I was speeding past through the obvious and I wasn't doing, you know, the dating the way you should do it um, because I was so much driven with that wish for a family that I was um, not intentionally, but, but I wasn't seeing things the way I should be seeing them, but I was just, you know, overlooking them, signs that this is not the right thing. And, um, you know, when I really started enjoying when I said the same thing, fuck it. I mean, I have four wonderful dogs. And if that's the case, you know, that's it. Maybe that's, that's what I'm meant for. Maybe I'm not meant to have kids. And it was when I really let, was able to let go completely of that wish, but really not just saying, you know, like, oh yeah, I let go of that. No, but I, I really, like, it came from the inside. Um, a few months later, bam, um, I find a girl who is like the by far best relationship I ever had. And uh, I'm for the first time taking it slowly, step by step, doing the due diligence, making sure that I'm not guided by some other wish, but that I'm, I'm just really just enjoying the journey. And it's so much more fun and it's so much more fulfilling. But it was that letting that go, which, you know, um, from a man's perspective, it was a little bit strange uh, for my uh, male friends when I was talking about it. Yeah, well, and, and what I, I hear a couple things in there that I'd like to just kind of presence is just being here now where we are while we contend for more. And it's very dichotomous, right? Like you, like you said, I wanted, I needed to let go fully in order to like create what I wanted. And it doesn't make sense, but that's just how it works is yeah. when we're able to really let go, like it, we have dreams and desires in our hearts. And I truly believe that if that desire is placed in your heart, you are here to make that happen. And everything you need to make that happen is inside of you. Um, and you have access to what you need to create that. And though we have to be willing to love ourselves and the journey that we're on from here and now, today, right now, this moment, and when we give ourselves permission to truly like love ourselves, respect ourselves and be in what we're in right now, I don't get to be in 10 steps from now. <laughs> like you don't get to start dating someone and have kids. Like you don't get to like skip those things, that journey. And when we are able to like let go of like being in the future all of the time, it just becomes, it becomes easier. And we're able to then much more powerfully contend for that next thing when we love and respect and honor ourselves on the journey in the moment as we are now. And that's just yeah. so powerful as an entrepreneur. Like uh, we all want like the next, uh, I'm ready for the next client. I'm ready for the next big break. I'm ready for the, to create the next thing. And though challenging ourselves truly to be in what we're creating right now. Yes. Yes. I, and I think when you try to force something, you just create that wrong energy. When you, you know, when, when you try to force a business relationship to happen, you really just do the opposite. When you try to force a romantic relationship to go forward, we say, this must happen. This must do. And then you kind of put this energy and, and, and the whole thing stops flowing. And you actually, with that too much 
of a wish to make it happen, you forget to, you're obsessed about the goal instead of just doing the process and you cut the flow. And I think it's the same with everything because uh, if you're too focused on the goal, but because of that focus, you're not doing the steps that lead to that goal, you won't achieve it anyway and, and you will just ruin everything. Yeah, if you if you are forcing something to happen, it's not meant to happen. It's really yeah. that simple and it's that complicated because right, you want something to happen, you have this goal in front of you and if you're an entrepreneur, you obviously have some kind of goals in your life. And though when you, it means you're not trust, like it just takes away all of the trust. You don't trust yeah. it and everything could fall into place that anything better is out there. Like when you're forcing a relationship to happen, whether it be a business relationship or a client relationship or a, you know, a romantic relationship, you're literally saying to the universe, the powers that be, there is nothing better out there for me. This is the only thing that there can be. And I have to have this because I want my goal as opposed to trusting that there could be better. Oftentimes, as soon as I've let go of something and I've stopped white knuckling something, it all comes together way better than I ever imagined in my entire life. And it's like the perfect person walks in and I could have never fathomed that situation. And though it was right there waiting for me on the other side of trust and and letting go of my own notion of how it's supposed to be or how I want it to work. Amber, um, if you haven't yet, maybe... Uh, I can recommend you a good book to read. Uh, The title is Fuck It, uh, but it's all about that, about letting go, about saying uh, the F word. I mean, not literally, but it's kind of Zen translated for us Westerners. It's an amazing book. It made huge changes for me personally. And it's all about this, all about how things start happening, how we get into that place and and state of flow when we let go, when we give in and and, and then magic starts happening, right people start coming in and and, and so on. And we were never able to do that when we were in our head, Uh, but it it only when when we come from, you know, that hard place. Um, I mean, I don't know how to explain it really in the right way, but it's talking exactly about what you were saying. So if you haven't yet, I would greatly recommend uh, an amazing book, even though it has a little bit strange title, but uh, once you read it, it, it's much more understandable why the title is it is it. No, I love it. I I definitely will add it to my list. It sounds like right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) Amber, uh, self-love. As yeah. for, for entrepreneurs, tell yes. us a little bit more about this. Self-love is the best love. I'm just going to say this, like we are, when we're entrepreneurs, we are the vessel leading this entire charge. If we fall apart, if everything collapses around us, if our body gives up on us, like everything, we like our business is going to be pretty screwed because we are our businesses. And when we... I know, like you mentioned for women, we put our families first, we put our husbands first, we put all of the things before us. We even put our businesses first. And it's again, so dichotomous, but the more we take care of and nourish and love ourselves, the more we have to give, the more we're able to show up um, powerfully in the world. 
And I believe that the, the blueprint really for how other people, how everyone else shows up in our lives is, is the way that we love ourselves. The way that we care for ourselves is the blueprint for how everything else is going to just go down. Um, and I, I found this to be true. I personally did a little, um, a little test over the summer. I had fallen into just grind and hustle and like making it happen. And I have to have my business a certain way. And I put everything ahead of me. It was like my business and my husband, and then like every other like household chore ever. And then me, like anything else that could be done before I took care of myself would be done. And so I never took care of myself. And so I just kind of got prompted with this idea of like, what would happen if I truly gave myself the space that my soul is literally screaming for? And, and I did. And over the summer, so much changed. Just the, the energy shift of being like, you know what, whatever my mind, body, or soul asks for, I'm going to put down what I'm doing and I'm just going to do it. If it's to go on a walk, if it's to have a glass of wine on the back porch with my husband, if it's to you know, take a bubble bath. If it's to read a book, whatever it is, I'm just going to like do it and see what happens. And the more I fell in love with myself and the more I gave myself the space to just do the things that I needed to be doing for myself, working out consistently, drinking more water, like all the things we know we are supposed to be doing for ourselves. I started allowing myself just time and space to do those things. And just, it shifted so much in my life. It shifted everything the energetics of it was like sending up a flare, like pe people that hadn't communicated with me in a long time were like texting me. Like I had an ex reach out to me. It's like uh, the energetics of like, Hey, check it out. There's something going on over here with this girl. You should definitely be in her energy was insane. And then my marriage shifted, my business shifted. Um, and really it was just kind of like the people who are meant to be in my life, who are really supposed to be like walking with me, just kind of like clutched to me, came into my, came into view for me. And then the people who weren't just kind of fell away. And it was such, it was so interesting that I just dove a hundred percent into this idea of self-love as an access for creating the life that we're craving. And the more Amber, I lean, yeah. Excuse me. But when you say, your business shifted and, and, and things changed. I mean, this still is, you know, a podcast for entrepreneurs. So we want to dig a little bit deeper into those topics. Um, oh, yeah. I just, it, can you give us some examples? Like what were some of like, what was before maybe what then changed and, and what, how it is now, you know, like the full story. Yeah. So before I was, I was really forcing and like hustling and trying to like make things work. And, um, the energy behind that for me was just very, it turned people off. When I show up on a call with someone and I'm like, Hey, happy face. Everything's great. I'm, I'm great. I'm well rested. I'm, you know, I'm feeling really good, but really in behind all of that, I'm like anxious and I haven't slept and I'm like breaking down. Cause I've just been hustling. And like, my energy is like, please purchase my stuff because if I don't pay my bills, I'm going to lose it. People pick up on that energy and we're always sending out energetic stories. And they're like, she looks really good. She sounds like she knows what she's talking about, but like, there's something about her that not hundred percent attracted to. And so I didn't have, I had no momentum in my business because I was constantly, um, my care of myself was just neglect. 
And the energy behind that was like, I have no, I have no, no discipline. I have no, um, you know, energy. I have no like knowledge or, or sense of who I really am. Cause I haven't taken any time to actually sit with myself in the last six months or a year. So when I shifted that, my ability to hold space for others, um, drastically changed. It went up. I mean, it like multiplied again and again and again, because I was able to hold space for myself. And I truly believe that we cannot lead other people well and powerfully if we're not first leading ourselves. And so if I'm over here. Oh yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned we lead ourselves and yes. So the one thing that you say is the way we lead ourselves is the blueprint that everyone else in our life follows. And I wanted you, if, if you could dive a bit more into that. So you, you were just about to, but yeah, I just want to, I just wanted to make a stop and, and like introduce this topic um, and let you uh, take the stage. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I, I still, I love that, that idea. It's just, it's so, it's so simple. And though we neglect it so much, um, I wanted to be a leader and though I wasn't leading myself, I wasn't caring for myself. I wasn't caring for my body. So how does that, I mean, even if you just think about, even if no one else knew that energetically, how is that going to feel for me to sit and tell you how to live your life, how to create the life you're craving. And then in the background, like I'm anxious and depressed and tired and exhausted and like burnt out. It's like, that doesn't add up. And so when we want to lead people powerfully, whatever we want to lead them in, and if it, if it's health, if it's whatever in entrepreneurial journeys, if it's, you know, in relationships, we have to be willing to go first because we lead and everything else follows. So if I want to be in a relationship that is respectful, that is loving, that is, um, you know, kind and expansive and adventurous. I have to lead myself in that first. I can't sit around in my jammies and be like, well, why is my relationship like suck? I have to be willing to like lead myself first. And I specifically see this a lot for, for women inside of their business. And then also inside, if we're married, if we're in a, in a partnership with someone like that relationship, is really going to be such a huge part of your life that it's going to end up like affecting your business. And so my relationship before I did this test was just really struggling. And when everything shifted for me and I started leading myself powerfully, my husband stepped up to that with like, he started, he was like, Oh, this is where we're going. And it, it takes us being willing to like lead ourselves and go even if we don't know what it's going to, even if we don't know how our relationships are going to look or how it's going to pan out. And though knowing that if we want to lead other people powerfully, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're leading people that we have to lead ourselves powerfully first. Okay. I mean, I absolutely agree. And, um, I, I 100% uh, agree with what she said. It, it, it all starts with you. You can't, demand or, or expect respect from others if you don't respect yourself. Um, yeah. Nobody will treat you better than you treat yourself. You can't give something that you don't have. So yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with everything you said. Yeah, I, I just, 
and it I I don't know I think we did as an as entrepreneurs and people in business I think we went through a phase where it was like I went to school for this I could tell you how to do it even if they're doing it for themselves or not and it's just it's changed so much in the last few years if you are going to tell me how to have an amazing relationship I want to see that you have an amazing relationship yourself if you're going to tell me how to run a business show me the numbers if you're you're like you have to lead yourself first I can't sit here and be a business coach and not be willing to show you like a what I'm doing and be the kind of money I make like I have to be willing to say like this is this is me this is my relationship this is how I'm leading myself and that's why I have I have the authority to help my credential my credentials or my my relationship with my my partner my relationship with myself and, and the life that I'm creating and when people see where you're going and they want that that's when they're going to be drawn to you that's when they're going to work with you and so we have to be willing to go before and lead before everything else starts falling into place and that's scary it's taking the leap before we know we have wings amber i have to ask you here i mean i fully agree with what she said but you know often i i see online when it comes to you know should a business coach or should a health coach or things like that you know like you know we always say uh somebody who just finished the university they, they can't really be i don't know a life coach or a business coach i mean they don't have any experience yet and like you said something to back it up why they are what they are uh but then often you hear from the other side you know like um i don't know michael jordan his coach was never as great as michael jordan was but without him michael would not become michael so the coach is, is, you know, more somebody who came from the theory. I mean, I, like, I hope I'm not doing guy any disrespect. I don't know if he was a basketball player. Yes, no, good, no. Um, but I, I just heard this example many times. I'm not into basket. So I really, I, I, I apologize in advance that I, if I'm uh, making some uh, assumptions that I shouldn't be doing, but this is what I hear. A coach from my, Michael Jordan um, really uh, wasn't at the level that Michael Jordan was. And uh, so, so meaning that somebody who just has the theory but hasn't really done, done it. So I don't know. I need a coach to take me to 10 figures and I'm going to take a coach who never was past six figures themselves. Um, what do yeah, you so feel I when... So what, what... I mean, I, I get it. I understand... That your point is like, I'm going to follow somebody who already was where I want to be. Uh, but yeah. what do you have yeah. to say about this other, other side? The other side is, oh, well, I'm like, I don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> and though we can't, get, we can't negate natural talent and hours put in, in blood, sweat, and tears on the floor, it, on, the, on the basketball court, whatever you call it, <laughs> the floor, the basketball floor, the basketball court. Um, and I, and I'm curious what, you know, was this coach, the only coach that Michael Jordan had, because I, I highly doubt it. And when there's, there's theory and then there's living, there's living it. So maybe he had that coach. Maybe that coach didn't ever, wasn't ever as good as, um, as Michael Jordan. And though when Michael Jordan started, I guarantee that coach had a lot more hours in the world of basketball than Michael Jordan had. Um, 
and he was like living in that and though i don't know about sports and stuff because that's uh, it's a little confusing to me because yeah, most I, sports coaches don't actually do they play the sport i'm not 100 percent sure um, yeah i i bet 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 choice for because i i i don't know much about sport as well so yeah I mean, but if um, we're talking, if we're talking about the entrepreneurial world, or let's say, okay, you, your relationship's struggling, you're in a struggling relationship, you want to change it, and you want a coach who's going to do that for you. So you go out, you're looking at holistic life coaches, and you pick a holistic life coach that is single, never dated, never been married in their life. And how do you think that that person is going to lead you to the relationship that you want? Because they have some theory on it, they read a book, but have they ever really been in the trenches? Have they really ever done the work? So that doesn't make sense. Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go hire a business coach to take me to, you know, six figures who's never broken five figures. Why would I do that? They don't know where they're going. They haven't gotten there yet. Um, so when it comes to that, I just, I honestly would take a coach who I see is being led by someone else over someone who has pretty credentials. Like I, I would rather work with a coach who maybe doesn't have as pretty of credentials, but is creating the life that I want to be creating and is being led powerfully. Like I don't trust coaches that don't have coaches. Oh yeah. That's, that's a, that's another thing that I, I always say to people just run away because we all suck when it comes to our own business, because we are just too involved and we need somebody who looks at it from the outside perspective. Uh, maybe a coach doesn't need, like let's say a full-blown per se coach, but you need a mastermind of peers. You need, you know, certain things like that. You need coaches for maybe some specific things in, in, in your business and so on. So maybe you don't really need a, a, a coach that you work with on a daily basis for a whole year, but you need that outside perspective. You need to be in a few masterminds. You need to have a few mentors um, along your journey. And if somebody tells you, oh, no, I don't need a coach. I'm a business coach. Just run away. Right. Yeah. Well, and here's my theory on it is like, um, I'll, I'll look at it this way. Like, I know my coach. I know who she's working with. And I know who she's elevating to. She's stepping into the energy of her coach. And I see where her coach is going and I want to go there too. And so if my coach weren't being led, at some point she's going to cap out because we can only elevate as far as we like step up. And, and at some point she's going to cap out. And which means at some point I'm going to catch up to her. And then we're both just floating in the same space as opposed to her leading me, like as opposed to us all elevating. Cause I, I believe that together we rise. And though that can only happen if you're take, if you're being led up, if you're being led further, I can't just sit here and be like, yeah, I'm a great coach. I do all of these things. And I lead because at some point my clients are going to meet me where I am. And if I'm not being led further and, and more and up and elevating myself, then at some point we're all just sitting in the same warm water. <laughs> like just murky just hanging out in the same place and we're not going anywhere anymore we're not moving and it takes it takes being led to lead powerfully and so yeah if you reach out to a coach and they don't have a coach or they're not in a mastermind or they're not doing the work themselves yeah don't just run away amber okay so enough of the business talk tell us a little bit about amber like let us a little bit into the life of lamb of amber yeah, I, um, 
I had these, I just had these huge dreams in my life of, of who I was going to be and what I was going to create. And in, in my, um, naive, you know, mind, it was going to be so easy. Um, and it was, it, it was, it's interesting because I still believe that it gets to be easy now. And though I went through a long period of time where I didn't think it was going to be easy. I was just like, God, how long am I going to have to like grind and stumble and fall and like be in the trenches until I create what it is that I want? And really, I, I, I hurt physically in my, in my being to be constantly not enough. And it wasn't until I really allowed myself to love myself as I was that I, that I got to step out of that. Um, and so I'm, I'm me. It's so, it's so interesting when people ask me like who I am and, um, we're all so multifaceted and I'm just, I'm just me. I'm, I'm fun. I'm funny. I'm silly. I'm quite weird. I, you know, I, I'm a little bit cute. I'm a little bit sexy. I'm a little bit quirky and, and I love audiobooks and I love plants and I love adventures with my husband. And though like I can't be boiled down into a thing because I'm always changing and always evolving. And I think that we deserve as human beings to not be tethered to any one thing. Um, I recently fell in love with human design and the idea of um, human design and one of my um, design quirks, I'm a generator for any human design nerds out there. Um, I'm just a pure generator. And um, one of the things that I'm, I, I changed my mind a lot. And that was something that like used to drive me crazy about myself. Like, oh my gosh, I can't make up my mind about anything. Like, why am I always like flip-flopping? And it was like, I just know what I want when I know that I want it. And I don't have to know that I want it until it's time to have it. And so like, I don't ask me to make choices about what we're going to do this weekend until this weekend, because it's just not going to happen. And so like that drove, it drives my, my mom crazy. Bless you, mother. Um, I love you. But it's <laughs> like, cause she's very much like, okay, this is like, she makes a decision and then like that, it that's what it is. And like, I'll make a decision. And then when it comes time to like, go to dinner or do the thing. I'm like, ah, really not feeling it anymore. And when I truly gave myself permission to just change my mind and be who I wanted to be and not hold myself, I held so much on my shoulders and anyone out there who can, who can relate to this. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Just so much pressure on myself to make it work, to make it happen, to change things, to, to be the woman my husband needed to be, my family needed to be. And I just put so much pressure on myself that I broke and, and I couldn't hold myself up anymore. And I had a full blown fuck the shit moment. Everything else can go because I just don't even care anymore. And I had to come fully to my knees to be willing to rebuild myself as I wanted to be. And as I, I you know, as I said, as soon as I like let go of this, like pressure to like make everything how I, it has to be or how it should be. And I just let myself be what I was and not hold myself. Like before I'd be like, Oh, I changed my mind. Like Amber, come on. I'd be so like mean to myself. And when I just let go of that and I'm just like, I changed, you know, I changed my mind and, and I let myself be it. And that's just one of those like quirks that I have. And it's just a part of who I am. And, and when I let myself be what I was, then I, you know, I, 
it just freed myself up to really just live my life and to love the life that I was living. Lovely. Well, yes, you know, um, the thing is, we need to do the full circle, I guess, to get where we, we need to get. We can't skip the steps. We have to go through a whole lot before, before we discover what we were looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's like, like you were saying about your journey. It's like we don't get to skip the steps to the part that we want to be at. And though the journey can be a lot more enjoyable if we're present and if we're, we're just, if we love ourselves gently in, in where we are, like right where we are, the journey can be more enjoyable than I think most of us make it. Because I know that my journey was not very fun for quite a few years because I was making it not fun. Amber, <laughs> um, my last question, because um, we'll, we're closing on one hour. And uh, so my last question, what's the last golden nugget of wisdom that you want to leave the audience with? And it can be related to what we talked so far. It can be unrelated. Whatever you feel is that one last thing that you want to leave the audience with. Yeah, um, it's, it's just, it's this. Um, we, we have this life that we're living and no one is coming to tap us out of our race. If we're running this race, we're in it, and, and no one's coming to tap us out like, hey, take a break. Like, don't worry, I'll take care of it from here. We have to be willing to stay in it, even when it's hard, even when the journey doesn't feel very fun. And we have to be willing to stay in it. Um, my favorite quote, and I don't know if you know it, is just by Theodore Roosevelt, and it's the man in the arena. Um, and it, if you haven't, can I, can I read that? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, um, it's up in my office because it just is such an amazing reminder to me. Um, and it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcomings but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. And so if you're... you're sitting on the sidelines and you're waiting for someone to tap you out there's no one coming like you have to be willing to get in the arena you have to be willing to fail and at least you tried at least you went for it and though when we're willing to get in the arena we also have the ability and the the opportunity of to to end with triumph of high achievement and and great enthusiasms and that's possible but it's not possible if we sit on the sideline i absolutely fully agree um i always say uh that i will probably die first before i will achieve all my goals and my dreams because they're so huge but i will never stop before i die yeah just we're all if we're all moving towards what it is that we desire then we then we at least know that we were you know we were daring greatly and if we don't then we're just sitting on the sidelines 
watching our lives go by and I can't imagine getting to the end of your life and seeing seeing yourself fully and truly and miss, having missed it. Yes. Amber, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for this lovely conversation. I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate you for everything you shared with us. Uh, I wish you all the best on your journey. I, you will have to tell me a little bit more about human design, but we'll do that uh, outside of the podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing and all the best on your journey. Take care. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so, so much. I can't wait to talk to you more about human design. If anyone else has questions about that, feel free to, to reach out to me. I, I, love to, I love talking about human design. So thank you so, so much for having me. It was an honor. Take care. Bye-bye.